Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. And good morning, everybody. Great to be with you on Freedom Friday. This is the day where I exercise my benevolence. <laughs> ah, this is where I uh, say to you, Hey, you know what? If you want to call and talk about whatever you want to talk about today politically, because that's what this show is, Political Coffee. It's all about having a cup of coffee, pondering politics and how it impacts your world and how you can use it to change the world. Well, whatever you want to talk about today is your opportunity. Give me a call, 503-589-1220. That is the Power Buick GMC Talk Line, 503 589 1220 and uh, Phil who's listening as he is wont to do is the producer of this radio show um, we are going to try to chat with Lindsay Bershauer who um, survived the second recall attempt against her she won as you know in Yamhill County by five percentage points anyway um uh, I'm going to give you a heads up, Phil. I am texting her and trying to get a better phone number than the one that we used the other day uh, where it just kept dropping on us. So uh, stand by for that. And the reason that I share that with you folks is because, look, you can win. You can beat the left. This is a powerful thing in how we turn this state around from being this deep blue state, supposedly. It, it, is, it is what has happened in a red county dominated by the left in power. Not, the, not at the county level, but certainly what had been at the school board level, level the city council level, the rich leftist Californians moving up to buy their wineries or build their wineries, the media, the teachers union, the LGBTQ crowd, everybody with supposed influence could not overcome the power of you and I, of a group called Newberg Strong. Great name, by the way. Newberg Strong, which is now also another group called McMinnville Strong, Dayton Strong, Salem Strong. You get it? It's because the grassroots came together. Parents, and it started in the schools, folks. Parents stood up and said, no more of this nonsense. They talked to their friends and their neighbors, and they made a huge influence. They overcame the media bias against Lindsey Bershauer, against um, the two school board members that survived their recalls. They overcame being outraised and outspent 20 to 1 in mail pieces, in all kinds of digital advertising. They overcame it all 
because that's the power of you and I. This is why you need to be encouraged. I'm encouraged. Yeah, there's lots of other things to talk about today. 503-589-1220 is that Power Buick GMC talk line. So is America's deep state preparing a false flag cyber attack to blame on Russia and used to justify a great reset? That is a Liberty Daily story today. There's also a story about how Washington, D.C. helped trigger the Ukraine war. And in fact, thanks to Greg L. for sending me a piece by retired U.S. Colonel Robert Hamilton, his PhD, associate professor of Eurasian studies at the U.S. Army War College and a Black Sea Fellow at the Foreign Policy Research Institute. The headline of this is five years of war in the Donbass have killed over 13,000 people, displaced millions. That is true. And in fact, listening to a reporter who is doing um, live reporting and has been for a number of years from the Donbass region, he's an American and he was interviewed on a show that is um, well associated with InfoWars. And I, and I listened to this interview yesterday. And yes, under Poroshenko, this very corrupt president of Ukraine who was displaced, a lot of those people in the Donbass region have been the victims of Ukrainian military assault. Now, what I'm sharing with you doesn't justify any actions on the part of Vladimir Putin. Certainly not invading the entire country. And Colonel Hamilton is not saying that either, by the way, in this piece. There's going to have to be a settlement. And Zelensky at least has acknowledged that to some extent. In that, he is willing to have, um, he's willing to recognize that it's probably better for him not to join NATO. And it's probably better that, you know, the harder thing that it's going to be for him to do is to give up the Donbass region. Now, there's a way they can do that, and I think that Colonel Hamilton talks about that. And he concludes with this thought in his piece, and, and I'll have this up on the, um, the show plan today, but here's what he concludes with, and, and I think this is the issue. You're going to have to have an election of a new Ukrainian government without regional ties or ties to networks of oligarchs. That's part of it. But in order, he writes, for peace to endure after the war, the Ukrainian state must continue a broad-based civic national identity. And it must tackle the country's endemic corruption. This is true. 
the corruption is profound. And there's lots of stories out there, and we're probably going to see more over time as the truth of Hunter Biden and how, in fact, there's a story in the Liberty Daily today um, about Joe Biden's uh, income dramatically jumped while his crack smoking son was on the board of Ukraine's top energy company. And then there's another story that says Hunter Biden's laptop in the Ukraine war show how the ruling class plans to silence every single one of us. Yes, they do. This is why it is so, so important for us. Yes, we will have Lindsey Bershauer at the bottom of the hour. And Phil, I'll give you that number here in a moment when we go to break. Folks, um, everything that is going on in the Ukraine, including an interesting piece today uh, about the fact that the corruption, a lot of it driven by the CIA, and there's a piece by Larry Johnson, who's a CIA guy in the Gateway Pundit. And I don't, I don't trust what Larry Johnson says necessarily. Uh, and and I don't um, I don't believe a lot of what's spoken out there. But he has a piece about what our fathers did, a Nazi legacy in the Ukraine, and I think that's being and has been well documented, and it's not good. Now these groups of Nazis, the Azov Battalion, as they call themselves are standing up and fighting in, in Mariupol, the Russians. And by the way, the Nazi ideas can never be accepted, folks. I'm sorry. Yeah, they may be fighting against the Russians invading and, and literally destroying a town, and they are. And that's been well documented. That is the way Russia does things. And they don't care about civilians. They just destroy everything in their path. And by the way, we've done that too in America. You remember bombing Dresden in World War II? In one night, the Allies, American and British bombers, dropped incendiary bombs. And it created a firestorm in the city of Dresden, Germany, that killed over 100,000 people in one night. So don't think that America hasn't done this also. It is the way war is waged, unfortunately. The way we do it today, which is certainly more humane as we try not to kill civilians, has not been how it's been done in man's history. And the Russians are doing it the old way. And the Nazis did it this way. That's why I say the Nazi legacy can never be defended. But. I'm going to tell you this. We, as Americans, have to make sure that as we are trying to parse the disinformation, we get to the reality that at some point, peace is going to have to happen in the Ukraine. Because if not, 
I mean, the the numbers that we're hearing may be as high as 40,000 Russian troops have been killed already. That's a stunning number if you think about it. Now, we don't know how many Ukrainians have been killed. We don't know how many in the Ukrainian army have been killed. And I'm not sure I trust that number either. Because I don't think it's that high. But I still think it's high. And I think it's more than what Putin and many of his top advisors have not been seen for two or three weeks now. I know this war has been been one month. But they've not been seen. Which means... Either Putin's murdered them or they've been fired and they've simply shrunk back from the public eye because they probably lied to him because that's what happens in a tyrannical regime. At any rate, folks, this is why we need to take lessons from this for America, for Oregon, for our communities. And I'll get to more of that we come back from the other side of the break. It is Freedom Friday. There's lots more to talk about, including a constitutional lawyer telling judge condemned or testifying in opposition to the Ketanji Brown Jackson nomination to the Supreme Court. Her support of critical race theory means she cannot uphold the Constitution if she believes it's racist. Duh. Back at home. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Twenty-two minutes past the top of the hour. Yeah, we'll be talking with Yamhill County Commissioner Lindsay Bershauer about her recall election and what it means for the future. By the way, the Northwest Observer, NorthwestObserver.com. There's a great story today about how Arizona Republican chair, which is Kelly Ward, a physician and a former state senator, formally endorsed Kerry McQuiston, Republican, for governor at a fundraiser uh, in Oregon City two nights ago. And Kelly Ward said election integrity is an issue high on my priority list, as it is Terry McQuiston's, and it should be. We have a lot to uncover. By the way, thanks to Greg L. for a great email uh, that I'm going to read you in a momento. But I want to remind you that if you're looking for a real estate broker that you can trust to do a great job for you, she ought to talk to Rebecca Donaldson. The fact that her and her team really work hard for you and are very effective and very good at what they do means that you get a lot of benefit from that, whether you're buying or selling a home. So if you're interested in doing that, why don't you give Rebecca Donaldson, who won the best of the Willamette Valley, why don't you give her a call? 503 269 0747. 269 0747. Or check out her website, Rebecca's Got Houses.com. Rebecca's Got Houses. 
Freedomfriday.com. It is Freedom Friday. What do you want to talk about politically? 503-589-1220. 503-589-1220. It's the Power Buick GMC talk line. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. And I will try to read it on the air. Greg sent me this story about in 2016, how John McCain, Lindsey Gramnesty, Amy Klobuchar did a little trip to the Ukraine. And here's what he writes. Well, with Graham doubling down on the call for Putin's assassination today, I was thinking about how a couple of weeks after Trump took office and Trump was pushing for peace talks with Putin, how McCain, Graham, and election fraud get Trump evangelist Klobuchar lurk off to the Donbass behind Trump's back to pledge war against Russia for Obama, Biden, the rhinos, and Soros's Nazi puppet, and now convicted criminal Petro Poroshenko. Sort of seems like Roy and Trump may have to be correct in their distrust of McCain. Roy was quite explicit in his explanation of how effective communist torture and brainwashing tactics were, along with what a master hypnotist he sensed in McCain. Mm. I had no affinity for McCain when I was helping out on the campaign, but knowing something of Palin personally and having seen how as governor of Alaska, she cleaned house on corruption. She alone was my reason for supporting the campaign. And then there's a whole thank you, Greg, for a whole host of these. YouTube videos about McCain and Graham meeting with people in the Donbass. You got to understand Poroshenko began the indiscriminate killing of, yes, civilians in the Donbass. These are people who have a lot more allegiance and history with Russia rather than Ukraine. And that's why they wanted to break away. This is going to have to be a part of the solution to getting this thing stopped over there. Because you can't believe even what Ukraine is saying. Corby sent me an email. And this is an InfoWars stories. And this is the Ukraine Defense Ministry publishes video game footage claiming it shows military destroying Russian helicopters. Come on. I mean, these, you know, the false stories that have come out of of this uh, is is uh, just unbelievable. You don't know what to believe, even from our American propaganda. You got to see what's what's being put out there. I think by um, just people who are on the ground and are putting actual video of things happening. Now. Is the Ukrainian military today bombing and shelling its own people? Apparently there is some evidence of that. I doubt if that is part of their uh, military campaign currently against the Donbass, although there is some evidence that that has happened. But the idea that they're killing their own people and then blaming it on the Russians that might be a little bit extreme and hard. Just show me the evidence of it, and I might change my mind on that. By the way, 
the Epoch Times has a great story today about chaos in the sky. The Commercial Airline Pilots Association, this is the Pilots Union, has filed a lawsuit in federal court over the transportation mask mandate. To quote from it, and by the way, this complaint was filed the same day the U.S. Senate voted 57 to 40 to repeal the mask mandate, which the White House quickly threatened to veto. Here's what they said. They filed this thing, and basically, they say, we're done. The public is done. It's time for this to end. Yeah. Back in a moment, Cam Hill County Commissioner Lindsey Bershauer at the bottom of the hour. I want to talk with her. This is important. This is Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Twenty-four minutes at the top of the hour. In just a moment, we're going to chat with Yamhill County Commissioner Lindsay Bershauer about her great win against the left, because there's lessons to be learned in there, folks about how you can beat the left. It's not easy, and they're not going to stop coming. But we better learn these lessons now if we want to successfully defend our schools, our city councils, our counties, from the destructive ideas of Marxism. So employed by the left. Got to remind you, Freedom Heating and Air is a company that can come out to your home or your business quickly to fix whatever might be wrong with your HVAC systems, whatever they might be, or put in a new system. It's what they do best. It's how they built this great business here in the Mid Valley area for well over 40 years. Give them a call, 503-580-1456, 580-1456. Check out their website, freedomheatingandair.net. That's all one word, Freedom Heating and Air. Dot net. Lindsay Bershauer joins us, Yamhill County Commissioner. Lindsay, congratulations on uh, defeating the recall attempt against you. Good morning, Jeff. How are you? Absolutely fantastic because yep. I get to talk to you <laughs> because you survived. And we did so far. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, with these new rules, though, so at this point, we're about 1,600 votes ahead. So that's a pretty big margin. Uh, We feel good about that. But um, as you know, the state changed the rules around mail-in ballots. So as long as you have a a ballot that's postmarked on Election Day, it can arrive up to 10 days later and it still counts. So we should see some of those updated counts today by 5 p.m. But it's a pretty big spread for them to catch up. 
Yeah, I, I would think that that's going to be difficult for them to do. So what you've just mentioned is a consequence of Democrats passing the law uh, that allows these ballots that have been put in the mail to be counted later, whereas priorly you couldn't do that kind of thing. So, so let me ask you, how do you think that's going to play out in future Oregon elections, maybe like yours at the local level? Well, I think that it helps motivate folks for, um, you know, turning out late. So it's it's kind of been an interesting election because this is spring break for, for a lot of people in Oregon. And so we were worried about that last minute conservative push because typically conservatives wait until election day to vote. Um, and what we saw was consistently every day there was an update, Republicans were turning out at higher levels than Democrats. So what I noticed is that helped motivate their their base and their side to really do kind of a last minute push. Um, so that's why we're waiting today to see how effective that was. Um, in Newburgh in the recalls, they only had about 500 ballots come in past election day that were reported past election day. So I'm not sure if this is going to be as significant. I mean, obviously in that election, it was, they had just over 14,000 votes. So 500 votes is a lot, Yeah, but right. It, right. it only benefited, you know, the, the school board members. Uh, most of them were no votes. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but we're starting to see, we're starting to analyze the data and see some very interesting things coming out of, of what this election. The Republicans turned out in waves. I mean, we are, we, we obviously we focused on Republicans and, and educated them about who was really behind the recall. Um, but really stunning turnout for Republicans and early, they voted early, they got that message. And so then, so when you when you say waves, can you attribute that to um, actions on the part of your campaign or others uh, trying to get the word out about voting no? Or, or what do you attribute the waves to? Well, I attribute it to our the messaging in my campaign, which focused on the the real reason behind this recall which was an issue. It was the Yamhalas West Sider Trail and light rail. And then also exposing them for who is behind their recall campaign. Um, you know, they, they were out there saying they're a nonpartisan or bipartisan coalition of people who want me out of office. Well, the truth was it was progressive Yamhill. It was the Democratic Party. It was public employee unions. And so the more education we did, uh, we saw more and more response um, from the conservative voters here, we also had a very strong message of get your ballot in early because a lot of people are leaving town. This is a tough election. It's spring break. So don't forget. So get your ballot in early. Yeah. So um, an important lesson for this kind of thing going forward, because the Oregon Catalyst today has a story about liberals launch recall number five. This is it's embattled Clackamas County Commissioner Republican Mark Scholl. They've just launched that. This would be the fourth recall attempt in the last 100 days to Newburgh School Board members, yourself, and now Mark Scholl. So what do you think is the most, what do you think are the most important lessons 
for grassroots people defending themselves, elected officials and groups. I mean, Newberg Strong came on so important with the Newberg uh, school board members defending themselves, and I think also for you. What what are the major lessons that you think people need to be aware of to defend their local officials against the leftist attempts at recall? Well, I think just recognizing that this is a tactic they're using. Um, I believe they're using it because they think that they will just have a shellacking in the primary and, and general election this year. Um, but it also is showing that conservatives are highly motivated to vote. And what I found is that because we were tracking how many people who voted in the Newburgh recalls were voting in this, this special recall election, and the numbers are astronomical. It's almost the same level of voting participation as um, is voted in this one. So my view of that is the recalls uh, in Newburgh really woke up those voters as to what was really going on. Who is, who's behind it? Where's the money coming from? What's the motivation? And they were ready. And we felt that on the ground too. We canvassed every single house in Newburgh and McMinnville. And we felt that, that the voters in Newburgh were ready. They knew what was going on. They were prepared. They knew why this was happening. And they came out in droves and voted no. That's where a significant level of my support came from. So I think just educating conservatives, conservatives and independents, especially that this is a tactic. It's not, you know, Mark Scholl is a bad person or Lindsey Burshower is a bad person. This is a tactic they're using. And they're doing it to try and fire up their base because I feel like they, they, they feel pretty defeated. I mean, we looked at who signed my recall petition versus who voted, and they only turned out about 80% of their recall um, petitions. Really? Signed. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So you, hmm. you know, you can't win elections if you're leaving 20% of your folks, uh, you know, off the ballot. So those yep. are some of the That's things right. that I think, you know, and, and I didn't even realize that Chuck Thompson was they tried to recall him as well. So you're right. This That would be the fifth recall attempt uh, in Oregon in recent years. Um, so it's a tactic. And, um, you know, this is all being driven by very um, far left activists, progressive groups, and they are coming together with the Democratic Party. And it's interesting because I had a, a recall supporter who made a comment after Tuesday, and he said, this thing failed the moment that you tied it to the Democratic Party, he said, you Bingo. were, you know, you're trying to, yeah, yes. you're trying to go after a nonpartisan person, and yet you are siding and aligning with these far left groups. That's the moment this thing failed. So um, I think for our purposes, it's, it's really just about educating voters that this is not just happening in your county. This is happening elsewhere, and it's a tactic that they're using. Yeah, that is a very astute observation on the part of that uh, re- call supporter because again you don't have to be a rocket scientist to look at all the polls both nationally and here in oregon and to see the democrat party's in trouble and if and if you're going to try to recall someone that's supposedly again a nonpartisan seat and you're going to be tied to the democrat party it's a death sentence right now now maybe in years past it hasn't been but you know, we even found, because I worked on uh, the Chuck Thompson recall um, effort in terms of, of 
supporting Chuck Thompson against the recall effort. And some of the polling we did was very interesting that there are issues that cross party lines so powerfully that if you focus on them, people will vote your way. So let me ask you this. In the last couple of minutes we, we have here, what in, in going door to door, in talking with voters, can you name one specific issue that you think was the strongest as to why people voted no on your recall? Well, I think it was two things. The issue was the lack of uh, transparency and accountability with county government. They were upset about the trail and how the trail project rolled out. Yes. They were upset They were upset that nobody told them that light rail was the future purpose of this trail, um, and they didn't agree with that. The other part was just the, the level of nasty, you know, ca- uh, character portrayal of me, um, I mean, they threw everything at me, the kitchen sink. And so I think voters uh, just rejected that kind of messaging as well. Lindsay, we're at the end of our time. Thank you so much for joining us, sharing your insights. Need to write this down because we need to share it with other people. Be blessed out there. And thank congratulations you. again. Lindsay Bershauer, Yamhill County Commissioner. Thank you to all of you that supported her and voted no on the recall. Back in a moment, it is six. 48. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. 10 minutes till the top of the hour. I hope that that was both informative to you and makes you feel hopeful. There are ways we can win at the local level. It's Freedom Friday. What do you want to talk about? This is the last segment for today. So we will take the phone calls fast and furious. 503-589-1220. is the power of Buick GMC talk line. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at KSLM. Dot news like the one I got from Dale says with the counting of votes up to 10 days after election day, I would be looking for phony dated postal stamps that are easy to have made up to stamp illegal ballots. Democrats know all the tricks. Yeah, they do. And I think that's very good advice. Pfeiffer roofing can make your life better if your house is leaking if you have a leaking roof they can fix it for you they do it really well with all of the great products they offer give them a call and they'll come out and give you a free estimate of whatever you need for your roof 503-647-4725-647-4725 let's start first with our buddy art go bottom line is jeff the woke agenda, the far left agenda, is being rejected by bigger and bigger numbers. And when we expose what state government, city government, county government is doing behind the scenes that aren't necessarily good for us, is being exposed. And so 
I'm I'm really happy about that. We got to keep up exposing them because their agenda isn't a good agenda overall for Oregonians. Like I was in a meeting last night, and I got we got told by the Commission for the Blind that we're going to have to revamp our bylaws to include uh, the pronouns and all that kind of garbage uh, to push the woke agenda, which really made me angry uh, because... Really? Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And So what, and, what was and the response I, from other people? Was it kind of the same as yours or... Well, we were just setting up, working on the bylaws, and of course then uh, the Commission for the Blind kind of exposed their agenda on what they were trying to do and stuff. We also want to address the rules uh, to make sure they comply with the law, and of course the agency doesn't care about that. The state statutes uh, say that they must promulgate rules to ensure the proper and satisfactory operation of ending facilities and for the benefit of the blind license managers. Of course, they aren't doing that, and we're saying, hey, we're going to rewrite these rules to comply with the law, and they said, no, we're not. So, of course, we're going to have to fight them uh, instead of working with us, which is something that the state and the Democrats don't like to do. They don't like to work with people. They want to force their garbage. That's right. That's how you. they do it. Well said. Art, thanks for the Great. story. And I miss, I, I hope you guys work hard to push back against that agenda. Uh, well, thanks, Art. Me, I appreciate Jeff. that. In a moment, we're going to go to God Alice. Uh, a state employee who shall never be named wrote me an email and says issues and candidates must be tied to the Democratic Party. Well said. Alice, good morning. Your thoughts on Freedom Friday. Welcome. Good morning. I was just calling to give some food for thought for the upcoming people who are running for the governor's office. Um, this is my biggest pet peeve. I would like to save the state hundreds of thousands of dollars. I think they should get rid of the state motor pool. Those employees take the cars home there day after day. They're driving all over the city after the hours. They're at the malls. They're in the grocery parking lots. They're there in the evenings and on the weekends and even on the holidays. Uh, the state taxpayer could save the upkeep and the maintenance from washing and cleaning them, the cost of the mechanical and oil changes, the cost of the insurance, the cost of the gas, but most of all right now, the savings in gas alone, that that would be wonderful. I mean, that could be a great savings. Plus, the premium price now for used cars, they could sell and recoup the state a bunch of money. Um, I just think of I'd like to challenge everybody now is it's daylight savings time and you're out and about doing your own things. Look and see how many other people are using our state vehicles and our state dollars to do their own personal business. There's, well, you know, they can use the video conferencing and other things and there's other avenues to, um, to take care of people that they need to rather than using the state motor vehicle. 
Thank you, Alice. Great reminder that that's that's an issue that has been talked about and proposed, making it privatization or even partial privatization of the state motor pool as a way to, well, saving money and doing just exactly, avoiding exactly what you have, have just seen and you have articulated. Nothing new there, but it's going to take political courage because, frankly, we Republicans couldn't even get that done when we were in charge. Mm-hmm. That's um, a a difficult thing for me to admit, but it, it's true. Alice, thank you. Great idea. A marvelous weekend. Lee writes an email, says, how many believe we are in a war, a war on all fronts? Personal beliefs, ethics, history, gender, politics, the list continues. There's only a few counties that the people have some control in their life, or countries, rather. Well, you could say counties, too. And that's the problem for those who want to control every choice you have. Don't be an idiot. An idiot is one who suffers from ignorance. Ignorance is the lack of knowledge and application. Normally, your friends and family have the same understanding of things as you do. So will you take action and ask questions to overcome ignorance? Ooh, that's a powerful question. Something that each one of us should think about. You should also think about if you're looking for a contractor that you can trust to come into your home and fix up, maybe remodel your bathroom, maybe your kitchen, and you know how disruptive that can be. Boy, can it ever be. I've experienced I know. You should talk to Eric Azer, Righteous Renovations. Check out their website. Look at the great before and after pictures, some of the projects they've done, like bathrooms and kitchen remodels, and then read the very satisfied customer comments. That ought to give you confidence that if you're thinking about doing that, you should Talk to the folks at Righteous Renovations. Check out their website, RighteousRenovations.com. RighteousRenovations.com. Julie writes an email about pronouns. I am prepared for the woke pronouns. I picked mine. Me, myself, and I. Let's go, Brandon, she writes. (laughs) That's just, oh, that's too good. Me, myself. And I, I love it. I also love each and every one of you. Thank you for, as we close out the show this week, I just, from the bottom of my heart, I deeply appreciate each and every one of you listening live, however you do, or on the podcast. You are the defenders of liberty. You are the person that can change your world. This show is only a little part of that. Keep praying for the nation, praying for the world. Didn't be willing to stand up and act. By the way, Lindsey Bershauer got outspent by big numbers. But they had a lot of help, and many of you helped her knock on doors and make phone calls. Thank you. See you Monday.